Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. It's good to see you all here for Easter. You're looking really nice this morning. I had a guy come up to me uh, right when I walked in. He noticed I was wearing a tie, and he said, I knew you'd be wearing a tie because you just wear a tie for today, so I wore one in your honor. And, and I just want you to know, Easter is not the only day I wear a tie. I also wear them at funerals. <laughs> so if I ever wear one in your honor, it's not a good day for you. Easter is a time where we're rejoicing in the resurrection of Jesus, but it's not like you think. It's not about being chipper or fake smile, happy. You don't have to do any of that stuff. It's more about a deep-seated joy, even through the mess and pain that you may be experiencing. I can't get it out of my head um, what has happened in Nashville and what people may be feeling this morning at Covenant Presbyterian Church as six people were shot and killed in in their school less than two weeks ago. And there's probably great mourning there right now as they're having a service, but with some deep-seated joy. And I keep thinking about the pastor there leading that church and that school as his daughter, nine years old, was one of the victims. Now, How can you give people hope? How can you impart joy, not only to his church, but to his family, but also to himself? And I think it all comes down to the death and the resurrection of Jesus, no matter what. That's the only hope we have in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And I found an image that I've read about that It's particularly helpful, I think, during times of death, especially when it's hard to explain. I think about another pastor who lost his wife, and he had a young daughter, and he's trying to minister, give hope to his young daughter, and also to himself. And how can he explain this tragedy that that her mom is no longer around? And one day they were out driving in a car in a big, huge moving van, passed right next to them in the shadow went over the car, and he, and he turned to his daughter, and he said, would you rather be hit by the moving van or by its shadow? And she said, of course, I want to just be hit by its shadow. And he said, that's, that's what happened to your mom. She was hit by the shadow. But she is more alive now than even we are. And you think, well, that's just little nice little stories you tell little girls, uh, little boys who've lost their parents. That's a nice little thing we just talk about Easter. Like, how can we know this is, is, is really true? Well, it's about what we're celebrating this weekend. In fact, we're saying this, that the, the real truck of death hit Jesus. 
And he was buried and he came back to life. And all those who put their faith in him are only going to be touched by death's shadow. Because we will live forever through faith in him. We're not making this up. This is what it's about. Death and resurrection. It's what we're celebrating today. And each each Easter, I like to think of a, a certain story from the word to get into. And this day, it's going to be special as I want to proclaim the resurrection to you from the book of John, chapter 11. If you have a Bible, you can turn there or you can just listen. And John 11, which is very interesting that um, Jesus gives a variety of I am statements. You may remember that God revealed himself to Moses as I am. And now Jesus uses that name to refer to himself several times because he is a son of God. You know, in the book of John, you have I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world. But here in John eleven twenty five and 26, it says that Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Let me fill you in a little backstory here. We're talking about a family here of three, two sisters and a brother, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Lazarus gets ill, he dies. Jesus hears about it, he's in a distant place. He could come, but he chooses not to. He waits four days, and then he shows up in the town of Bethany. And he's there, and you got all this crying and and mourning. And let me show you his interaction with one of the sisters, Martha. Remember, he loves this family deeply. This is his interaction with Martha in John 11, 20 through 22. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you've been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So Martha starts with a little bit of emotions, but then she ends on a little orthodoxy. She tells Jesus that if he was here, her brother would not have died, but she is assured that he will be, she, he will be raised at the resurrection. So a little bit of emotions, mostly orthodoxy. And now we have Mary's response and interaction with Jesus. And if you want to jump to verse 32, it says, Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you've been here, my brother would not have died. Now, can you imagine Mary and Martha? They've probably been talking to each other these last few days, you know, over the four days. If Jesus had been here, he wouldn't have died. If Jesus had been here, he wouldn't have died over and over and over again. If Jesus had been here, our brother would not have died. You have two grieving sisters swallowed up by the reality of their brother's death and their pain is deep. And I know some of you can relate to this. I mean, we've, we've had a couple of funerals just in the last couple of weeks. Some of you have had some significant things that have happened to you, losing people that you love. A few years ago, a Christian college President lost his 15-year-old son, and it troubled him so much that he started to have these heart problems. He had to go and have a procedure, and then he finally resigned from the school. And this is what he said in his resignation letter. He says, I'm admitting to you that I am broken. I can't get over the death of my son, and I'm not sure I want to. 
And that's some of the grief that you may be feeling, that you've lost someone and you cannot seem to get over it and you're not sure you want to. That's the kind of grief that you're steeped in. And so Jesus shows up on the scene and he's going to interact with Martha and he's going to interact with Mary and get this, he's going to approach them and talk to them in different ways. Now, I've heard it explained this way, that what he's going to do with Martha, he's going to minister her the ministry of truth. He's going to push out the doubts by ministering truth to her. And with Mary, he's going to sympathize with her and give her the ministry of tears. And I know some of you here this morning need the ministry of truth. A variety of doubts may be coming up, and Jesus will be ministering truth to you. And some of you are still grieving and having a hard time going through some stuff, and Jesus will minister tears. And so let's start with the ministry of truth. Let's look at verses 23 and 24. Jesus said to her, now this is to Martha, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. So Martha has heard over and over again, as many people have been trying to comfort her, that, hey, your brother, I know he's dead, but he's going to rise in the last day. You have this orthodox statement that she's believing and professing here in the Messiah. But Jesus, he has something else in mind. He has something else that he is going to do. Look at verse 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now, I want you to notice, Jesus doesn't say, look, Martha, I give resurrection, I give life. He says, I am the resurrection, I am the life. He he pushes back on Martha that he's going to do more than just raise the dead on the last day, but he is the resurrection and the life. In fact, there is no resurrection, there is no life outside of Jesus. He's drawing Martha into this personal focus on himself rather than leaving her with this theological truth on the end time. He's like saying, Martha, look at me. Look, come here, look at me. I am the resurrection of life. He who believes in me lives forever. And those who are alive who believe in me, they have life now. They're never going to die. There is life in Christ now and life forever. And those who believe in him will never die. And then he looks her straight in the face and he says, do you believe this? Do you believe this? What tends to happen at Easter is you have four types of people that attend the church. Churches all over the country. You have in here this morning believers. And I know some of you may be struggling with doubts, but you need to know that Jesus is the resurrection of life and you fully embrace Christ. You want to follow him. You know you're a sinner. You don't perfectly follow him. You find repentance in Christ. So you are a believer. So there's a group of people, most of you probably make up believers. But what tends to happen on Easter is that um, in any church, in any other Sunday, we can have something what we call um, fake believers where you can tick off all the orthodoxy. You believe Jesus died for sinners, You believe in the resurrection of Jesus? 
You believe that he's coming back, but there is nothing in you that actually believes it in your heart. You believe kind of like the demons do, but you've not been changed. There is no fruit. There is no evidence in your life. You are a fake believer. But then we also have make-believers. They're just making stuff up. They'll take a little bit of the Bible, mix it with something else, and put it together and say, okay, yeah, okay, we'll take about the Jesus' death and resurrection. That just means everybody goes to heaven, and we're all going to be big and happy. You can live any way you want. And they're just make-believers. Maybe you're just making stuff up, mixing it with Christianity. And then the fourth group of people that attend are unbelievers. You don't believe any of this stuff. Resurrection to you? What? No. You're just being nice and polite. You came with family today, and you're a flat-out unbeliever. And I want to tell you this. If you are here as an unbeliever, I have so much more hope for you than I do the make-believer and the fake-believer. You have no pretense. You're not putting up a front. You're just saying, I'm not sure about all this. I don't believe any of this. And I just want to tell you this. You can get in on this. This can be good news for you. Jesus really rose from the dead. And I want to challenge you in something. If you don't believe he rose from the dead, let me encourage you to do an investigation. Because most people that go into a deep dive investigation on the resurrection of Jesus, most of them at the end end up believing in Jesus. So let me encourage you. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? So that's a ministry of truth that he's given to Martha to push out her doubts that he is the resurrection of life. What about this ministry of tears? What's that all about? Let's look at his interaction with Mary. If you want to look at verses 33 to 35. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her were also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled, and said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. And there it is. The shortest verse in the English Bible, but it says so much. Jesus wept. He doesn't bombard Mary with truths, but he weeps with her. He knows what he is about to do, and yet he still weeps with her. This is in the middle of the story. Even though he knows what's about that, he still weeps with her. This is not the way it's supposed to be. The world is broken because of sin, and he weeps with her. And the Bible is true when it says of Jesus that he's a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And sometimes you just need to know that Jesus is with you and he sympathizes with you in your suffering. This is my fifth Easter here in the village at Village Bible Church. I um, have had a lot of joys, but I've also had some hard times, I'm sure, as you have moved here with a lot of joys and hard times. Uh, I have uh, seven children. Aren't you glad we don't live next to you? <laughs> and one of the deepest wounds that I have, and it seems like I just can't get over it, is one of my seven children is no longer with us. 
and he did not die. And I know some of you knew him, but he, for a variety of reasons, long story, he's no longer with us. And that, that causes me ongoing pain and grief, and I know that Jesus is with me in that. But there is an empty seat at our table today. And I know that some of you also have that empty seat. Someone that used to be there, they're not there. Maybe it was your spouse who died. Maybe it was your children who are estranged from you. But there is an empty seat. And we are told that Jesus sympathizes with us in our weakness. And in the middle of our story where we don't know how things are going to be resolved, I do not know how the situation will be resolved or how it will all turn out. I'm in the middle of the story right there. Jesus weeps. But it's not just saying, oh, Jesus, he just knows how you feel. And that's so good to just have someone know you. No, 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 no. It's not just Jesus knows how you feel. It's that Jesus knows what's going on. He's been there, but he has done something about it. He's gone to the root of the problem of your grief and my grief. The root of the problem is sin. And he went right at it. And at the cross, we have him bearing sin our sin, the wrath of the Father on him and not on us. He was buried and rose again. And so we say that Jesus ministers tears to you. It's not just a nice, comfortable saying. He's saying the one who ministers tears to you is the one that also dealt with the root of the problem to fix it. And though you may be in the middle of the story, there is a summary conclusion coming for you. And it's in the cross and resurrection of Jesus. Someone has put it like this. He said, at Lazarus' grave, Jesus did not say death is natural and a normal part of the cycle of life. No, he wept. Then he kicked death in the teeth. Let's look at the kicking in the teeth part. Verse 38. So Jesus again, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench. And the King James Version says, by this time he stinketh. The junior high boy in love just loves that translation. Lord, he stinks, he stinketh. By this time there's a stench for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. You've heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But because of the people standing around me, I said it so they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth bound hand and foot with wrappings and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Lazarus was raised to life for the glory of Father so that all those who see it would believe. But get this, Lazarus was raised, but he still died at another time. And you think, well, what, what's this all about? Lazarus is just the trailer of a resurrection. Jesus is the full feature. 
of one who rose from the dead, defeated death, Satan, and sin. And Jesus did not die again. He ascended into heaven at the right hand of the Father, full authority. And the gospel goes out to you that you can be saved through repentance and faith in Jesus. And the question is put back on you, do you believe this? Do you believe this? And for those of you who are struggling with doubts, Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And for those of you who be here this morning, maybe you've been faking stuff, going through the motions of religion, believing everything the Bible says and yet not impacting your heart. Today is the day you can put your faith in Jesus for real. Those who have been making stuff up, combining Christianity with stuff in this world, you can let go of all that and put your faith in Jesus for real. And those of you who don't believe any of this, the invitation is out to you that you can get in on this, investigate it, see what happens. This is real. Jesus has come to minister truth. But he's also come to minister truth tears. And I know some of you right now, you're in the middle of the story. Lazarus has died. He has not been raised yet. And Jesus is weeping with you. A few weeks before the shooting in Nashville, the pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church got up to preach a few weeks before. And his text was this one right here. And as he is preaching this text, he spoke of Jesus weeping, though he was about to raise Lazarus. And this is what he said. Strong confidence in the end of the story does not undo or justify the absence of grief in the middle of the story. And weeks later, he would lose his daughter Jesus ministers tears to you in the middle of the story. And some of you are flat out in the middle of it right now. But you need to know in the middle of your story, you could have this strong confidence that this sadness was overcome in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And the sadness you may be experiencing now is not the end of the story as it has been overcome in the death and resurrection of Christ. And for you, you need to hear the words of Jesus. I am the resurrection. I am the life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you've given us this great gospel that the pain we're experiencing now is not the end. There is resurrection for real in Jesus and all who trust in him will be raised with him one day. And Lord, I just ask right now that you administer truth to those who are doubting Minister true to those who have been faking this Christian thing, making stuff up. May they embrace the truth in Jesus that goes to the core of their heart. And for those who have not professed you, not made it up, not even faked it, 
May you speak truth to them and may they seek truth in you. And for those of us who are mourning, some of it's really a fresh wound. We're in the middle of the story. Lord, help us to know that you are with us. You sympathize with us in our suffering. And you went to the root of the problem and you've dealt with sin. And one day, these tears will be over and will be with you forever. Help us to believe this and trust in you with a strong confidence until we see you face to face. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Guided by God's Meanwhile, word. have a blessed day as you walk along the way 